0: I'm Rosa Mendez, and I'm here at the number one Long Island Broadcast, Monty and Farrell. I have the best time
1: ever. Hey, listen, Daddy. You're listening to
2: the number one broadcast, Monty and Farrell, Daddy, and Long Island. The
1: best pro wrestling broadcast of all time, I think. Jimmy, I got to tell you, man, it feels good to be back on YouTube. It was uh, quite disappointing what happened to us, but we bounced back pretty fairly quickly. Well, what else would we do? We're almost at 5,000 subscribers. Well, speaking of that, man, yeah. we need more members. Okay. What do you think we need to do to get the people of those 5,000 subscribers to come on and, and join the team as a Monty and the Faro member? Nudity is out of the question. Any other ideas? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. But what I, I
2: do have a few ideas. Well, just like Prell, they should tell two friends, and they can tell two friends, and so on and so on. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. Check out all our content. But that's
1: you know what? That's why you're, you're the star of the show. Because guess what? Members get special content. Even we spoke about it. Farrell came to me one day and he goes, man, what's the deal? I can't even watch some of these videos because I'm not a member. And I said, there you go, Farrell. You got to be a member because this is what the members get. They get free content that nice. none of the other fans that watch this show get. That's right. You get free autographs from some of these wonderful stars that come in, right? Nice. All you do is you go to the MNP webpage or right our own page yeah. and shoot us an email and say, hey, man, I want a picture of... Tommy Rich, I want a picture or whatever. And boy, that's honestly. We give them their choice. That's right. We rock. We do rock. And you need to rock too. Join. All right, welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestler and broadcast. Monty Navarro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. It's chaos, bro. What
2: are you doing? I tried to do the one thing and the good fucking wine got in the
1: way. Well, put it back up. You've got to promote our. It's uh, empty. What good is it now? Oh, my God. At the board, Jared. How are you, buddy? Where is he? I'm good. How are you? I still can't. Pretty good, right? We were discussing about adoption before we went on air with our guest. What are you doing? Farrow just revealed that he was FedEx to his parents. I was. I was (laughs) sent
2: in a box. I was sent in a in a a sealed box.
1: You know the thing is, I don't don't even know if everybody out there even knows that you're adopted. You mentioned that before, though. I think right. I'm not revealing. I'm not revealing anything. Like you would care? No, I would. No, you weren't. I don't want to, know. I don't like, like, to reveal oh, oh, if, just if, if you don't want anyone to know. About you no, it's, it, no, it's serious. If you were adopted, I would feel bad. Not feel bad that you were adopted, that you didn't want <laughs> You know, the hole's getting
2: deeper, Mike. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. You know what they did when the box came up here? They put it in the hole you dug and threw it in. <laughs> you jerk. Anyway. Oh, my God. Honey, he's here. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Wrestling. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable! Wow! Uh, I'm embarrassed. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Think they had a return to sender uh, slip? They boy, when they
2: kicked when the second kid showed up, they were like, "This shit, we wanted a girl!" Throop right back into the box.
1: Wow! Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Shit happens. (laughs) Anyway. Go ahead. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'm trying to keep it Jack, Nicholson's, friend. Jack Nicholson's
1: friends are afraid uh, that he'll die alone at the tragic death. What? We've known for some time now that Jack Nicholson's health has been waning. The iconic actor hasn't been seen in public for well over a year. From reports suggested he's suffering from dementia.
2: Well, you know what they say. All play and no work makes Jack a dull boy. What is your
1: favorite Nicholson movie? Shining. Really? Yeah. Over one flew over Cuckoo's Nest. Yes. Over the Departed. Yes. Over Batman. Yes. Wow. The Shining is Jack's masterpiece. What do you What do you love about The Shining so much? Everything
2: about it, not just Jack's portrayal of it, which was absolutely one in a million. You, I, there's, it is one of the most unusual horror portrayals you will ever see. You're a horror guy, though. I'm a, I am a horror guy. And don't forget, my favorite director ever, Stanley Kubrick, did The Shining. The man responsible for Full Metal Jacket. The man responsible for Clockwork Orange. Stanley Kubrick's films are like a beautiful painting. Jack Nicholson's performance was all Jack. It was just such a great performance. I also loved... Shelley Duvall does not get enough credit for her performance in that film. She is fantastic. She she translates fear
1: superbly. A Mess didn't like The Shining, the book, or the movie. Well, to A Mess it was a mess. John says his best friend was adopted. So you're in good company. His best friend was adopted. You're not alone.
2: He didn't get put in a box, did he?
1: <laughs> Listen.
2: Get sent in the mail from Florida.
1: Um, ooh. Nicholson is probably to me. It's one of the greatest. Do, do you think he has a great? You know, it's weird. Like, does he have a good range though. in acting? Like he, I was, I was, I was okay. talking to somebody about acting,
2: mm-hmm. and you
1: got great actors, but they're really just like mm-hmm. one-trick pony type of guys.
2: Okay, well, Jack Nicholson is what what Clint Eastwood is. Clint Eastwood's always the same too, isn't
1: he? In every movie. Yes,
2: he's basically the same. Clint Eastwood, dude, in every single movie. It could be a western, it could be Grand Torino, it
1: could be whatever it is. Does that make is. him a bad actor, an no. okay actor, or a great actor? It
2: makes him a great actor because it doesn't matter that he's not all these different sorts of things. He's a great actor. He plays it great. The end. Great is great. Does it really matter? Interesting. I don't think it matters that much. Great is
1: great, you know, and Jack Nicholson is great. Fair enough. Judge in Trump's oh, Here we go. Here we go. Man,
2: why Judge
1: in Trump's criminal case has received dozens of threats, police for- uh, sources say. A judge overseeing the criminal case against former President Donald Trump mm-hmm. has received dozens of threats in recent days, mm-hmm. ABC has reported. Okay. News thoughts on that.
2: Okay, well, this is probably going to tick off some people. But anybody that's threatening this judge is a jerk. Right. What's wrong with you? What are you doing? Are you, oh, are you psychotic? I, I think it's pathetic. And uh, no matter what the judge's track record is uh, you know, against uh, former President Trump, um, this, is the, this is stupid. Don't they realize that doing this, this sort of thing just feeds into the ammunition that the other side wants anyway? You're stupid. What are you doing?
1: That's dumb. It's very dumb. Davio back in the house. Davio. Well, that's a good comment, man. You shouldn't th- be threatening people's lives. Yeah, what are we doing here? Come on, come I on. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. May 5th. Yeah. Marty Janetti.
2: Oh, oh, boy. On asking Marty. anything.
1: Wait a minute. Look at this. What? Marty, we're on air. What's going on? What? Alright, please don't. I have a guest that's coming on shortly. Yeah, I've already made the mistake twice. And Marty, please. it couldn't have it couldn't have been more perfect. I was just announcing that you're appearing here on Monty DeFaro on May fifth and we're doing something called Ask Marty Anything. What? Okay, well you gotta send me a flyer so I can, you know, show everybody. All right, I mean, but it's it May fifth. It May fifth. Ask Marty anything or our fans will have the entire show. They're they're scheduling video time. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and we'll drink some wine Stop together. Being a ho- Stop being a ho- All right, but Mike, listen, <laughs> no cursing on today's show. Yeah, please. keep it
2: clean, will you, Marty? sounds <laughs> disappointed. And by the
1: way, that's Jimmy. You asked how he was doing. He's doing fine.
2: Hey, Marty. Hey, Jimbo. What's up, Marty? How you doing, brother? Well, you never answered a phone, so I disconnected my phone and I got a new number. Too many, too many girls. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: so Marty before I let you go can you tell the fans how excited you are to have them ask Marty anything yeah, yeah, I mean, right now. yeah please go ahead
0: Well, with that,
1: with that, Marty, I will give you a call tomorrow. I love you, brother, and I can't wait to see you. All right, goodbye. Love you. Bye. Bye. The great Marty Jannetty, everybody, and that was impromptu. I had no idea he was calling. But, shockingly enough, Marty is here on May 5th on Ask Marty Anything. Like I told you, write the Monty and the Pharaoh webpage. There's only limited time, right? Because uh, people that sign up, you get to ask one question. We're doing it in ten minute interview intervals. Marty will be sitting here at the desk. Pretty fancy, work. right, Jared? We can make. We've worked that out before, right? Where they sign on, they ask a question, have a little talk with Marty, and it's great uh, entertainment for the fan. Also, yeah, we'll May fifth, we've got Val Venus and Eugene uh, in studio, and Marty. Will be interviewing Val Venus and Eugene with us from the table. How do you like that? You, so Marty's here for two interviews. You
2: Marty to conduct a cohesive, coherent interview?
1: I don't. So that's why you're doing. But that. we will be genius. Dr- we will be drinking wine. That's genius. We'll be drinking wine. Yeah, on this
2: dish. We'll be drinking this one. Wait, I drank this one. But we need more.
1: Also, May fifth, guys. We've got a full plate on May fifth. It's an all day and all night deal. Jared's got his uh, vitamins. He's ready to go. His Manny Fernandez will be in house. I cannot wait to right. interview Manny Fernandez. Right. It's his I've, first time on Monty. And Fowl. I've already
2: called my guy, so me and Tommy Rich will be stoking up.
1: And Tommy Rich, <laughs> May thirteenth at nine a.m. We've got the daughter of Roddy Piper, Teal Piper, in cool. house. That is very, very cool. excited That's for that. Very cool. Right, and May twenty-first. Jared will be away, and he's very upset because we've got Jack Victory in house and then former NXT star Myla Moore.
2: Uh, Jared, you definitely uh, have
1: made a mistake. That, Jared, I really feel bad. Keep it, because, keep, this yeah. is a family show. Keep you it still got time. That's all I'm trying to say because you don't. Dude, look at the picture you're putting up.
2: Did you put it up? Did the audience
1: see it already?
0: Yeah, they saw it.
1: All right, you're not going to see it. You screwed uh, Yeah, on.
0: I'm going to have to reschedule.
1: Yeah, you, you might have to. <laughs> so the right is the starter show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Oh. Jimmy, oh. along with his partner, yeah. Bart Griggs, make up the band Wisteria Hall. Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as In My Dreams, This Life Not Far Behind Here Comes a Rain. Uh, and they also sing the theme song for Monty Neferral Riding High. You can find Wisteria Hall's music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. Please hit the like and subscribe. Mm-hmm. And since you're going to do that, go to the Monty Nefaro page and hit the like and subscribe,
2: and you, and become a member and, and get involved in all our good perks.
1: Yes, absolutely. What are some of those perks, Jimmy? Well, you know better than I do. There's a whole bunch
2: of autographs they could choose from. What else do we have besides T-shirts? All- T-shirts, right? right. Uh, right. Masks. COVID right. masks. Farrow's mask. original adoption box, is and on most there.
1: recently we got a shipment. In really, I thought you put it on there. 1995. Is it signed? I haven't signed it. You want me to jack up the value? I'll sign Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Okay. So Farro's first. But maybe we'll do that May 5th. We'll give away Farrow's adoption box <laughs> signed by <laughs> what Jimmy start... Oh, Not a bad idea. Unbelievable! Posting if you didn't know what you on. are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monte DeFaro. Catch I'm us try. on the Monty DeFaro YouTube number page, de DeFaro Facebook Live page. Hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor. Catch us on the Monty DeFaro Twitch TV page. And if you're lucky enough to live in New York, you can catch this show with our guest, who will announce shortly mm-hmm. on Channel One Fifteen every Tuesday at nine thirty p.m. and Saturday at eleven thirty a.m. and Channel Twenty at Tuesday at seven p.m. Also, please download the new app in two it It's right there. I n t i t i v two. I T I V. You said I N T. I N two I T I V E, right? Uh, where you got documentaries? Well, we never get through that. You've got movies. Anyway. Yeah. You've got uh, Long Island's number one pro and broadcast the on flagship it. Show. Guys, the app is free. Download it. The Intuitive Network. It is well worth it. We'll be right back. Which I'm very excited for a very special human being. Uh, amazing person. You're going to love her story. Maggie Messina? We shall return in a moment. Sir? Ah. Manscape. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, have you tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says Weed Whacker. <laughs> I'm scared. Maven, Manscaped. What are you thinking about love Manscaped, it. dude? Love, love it. What do you use it for? Necessity. <laughs> what don't I use it for? Put it this way the only hair. <laughs> I
2: have on my entire body is these eyebrows. Yeah, that oh, you see these wow. caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. <laughs> that is it. That's all. That's all I have, and that's all I want. That's the so big...
1: manscaped there, is you, a must. We were talking before the show. Is nothing worse than just hair. Yeah, right. Hair on a woman, hair on a man. It's just bad. Absolutely, and it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely, I hate it. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. Again, I don't <laughs> want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this, but if you're going to go uh, do I a deed what, on a woman, I know would you rather going. have her be hairless or a little hair, racing stripe, or <laughs> racing <a> full <laughs> retro bush? Racing well, stripe. Retro
2: bush is out. Yes, thank you. Retro bush is out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a small, well-manicured landing strip <laughs> Every now and then, if it's completely, and I'm talking like baby's ass bald, mm. then I I start. Where is that pedophilia line that know? I'm that I'm? I don't, don't wow. want to wander into that. Oh, that's very interesting. Bit like that.
1: I never thought about. Wow, it, you're a smart dude. Holy
2: so shit. if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly, you're cool with that. If the landing strip is has, like I said, well manicured. Yeah, you yeah. can see both sides. It's not. Like blinking lights on both sides I, of that. I thing. just don't, I don't want, you know, I don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. unwanted areas on that Gotcha. As well. yeah, oh, look but what you found. Ooh. I got to be all gotcha. honest, though. Hey, the, ah. the, the older <laughs> I get, though, I don't I think I, don't think I can be as. Uh, I, as, found as
1: have, I found it. I found it. Have you ever gone <laughs> down there and like, just like you, she slowly brings down the underwear. Then. What is it? Retro, Just absolutely. You're like, whoa, wow, yeah, like, like a pops out. Do you like walk out or what do you do? No, I, tr- I muster through. I muster up the <laughs> you courage to get through. <laughs> yeah. He's a trooper. He's
2: a trooper. Gotta give him an A. Yeah, not all,
1: all, not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I know. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> there listen, you go. I couldn't. <laughs> I Super couldn't boy. say. <laughs> I couldn't say. Well, <laughs> if you have the same beliefs as Maven does, manscape could help you. Absolutely. Weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking?
2: I'm thinking that I may have to, like, you know, go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the Weed Whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting at. Huh? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, with that, we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break, anyway. and we will be back
1: with this wrestling icon, Maven.
2: We will see you in a dropkick second. Uh, a dropkick
1: all right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty the only seen here out of Indie Music TV. Welping, welcoming our guest, Miss Maggie Messino. Maggie, thank you for joining us.
0: You're welcome. It's good
1: to be here. All right, glad to have you. So, Maggie, so the fans kind of know who are you, kind of gave Farrell a little breakdown, a little bio of you, and then we're going to take you with some questions. Because, uh, you know, you are, you know, reading this bio and being from Long Island and you coming from New York. Queens, it's still Long Island, right? You have quite the resume, so it's pretty impressive. And then the question is to the fans how does this tie into wrestling? Where well, they're going to find out, right? So go ahead, Farrow.
2: You got me reading the introduction? Absolutely. Never, I, don't, I barely know how to read. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. All right. And it says here well, Farrow is going to give that introduction. So here we go, folks. Well, Maggie is among the first generation of women to own and operate a martial arts school. Master Maggie founded Tai Cole Taekwondo and Fitness Inc. in 1996. And Tai Cole has been in operation continuously since then. Tai Cole is now one of the most successful martial arts schools in New York State. In addition to serving tens of thousands of individuals over the years, Tai Cole also serves dozens of private and public schools in Nassau County, New York, as well as the Boy and Girl Scouts. Girls, Inc., and many other non-profit organizations. Maggie is a world-class martial artist and has won numerous gold medals for the United States of America. She's been teaching martial arts for over 35 years. Is currently a a 7th degree black belt. That's right, you better back (laughs) off. (laughs) And holds a seat as a regional director for numerous martial arts organizations. Nice, Master Maggie grew up in an abject poverty situation and transformed the challenges of her childhood circumstances into fuel for her adulthood successes. She feels a strong drive to pass along lessons of empowerment to help women and children rise from similar life situations to achieve lives that they thought that they could only dream of. Folks, this is
1: Maggie Messina. Nice, well done, Farrell. Thank you. Very done. So, <laughs> Maggie, an entrepreneur on Long Island, a successful one on top of that. How does this even happen?
0: Uh perseverance. Um, yeah, don't give up. You just uh, find your fuel and you keep going.
1: Do Do you find it, and uh, do you find it more difficult being a woman in this type of business world? Is Is there much more? Uh, bigger hurdles to jump over
0: absolutely uh things have gotten a lot better in the coming years but in the very beginning it was very hard um very few women even practiced and when we did we uh were not as welcome on the mat and so there was constant hurdles put in front of us and um you know i i grew up in with big brothers so my big brother was always challenging my, uh, you know, my, my, ability to fight and, and you know, stand up for myself. And, uh, so I wasn't giving up and, um, you know, when I started the martial arts, uh, it, I, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the lifestyle. I fell in love with how, when I stepped onto the mat, the rest of the world just kind of disappeared. And it was just me on the mat and, uh, what I wanted to achieve and um i just kept going with it and uh yeah i had even when i had opened up my business in in albertson uh i've had people come in i've had men from other organizations come into my school and explain to me why i need them to teach for me and meaning that i'm a woman and i i, I don't know how to teach and uh you know at first it was intimidating and um you know i you know as time went on and this had happened You know, I had gotten to a point where it started to make me angry because it was very disrespectful. And um, so with a few choice words, I asked them to leave and um, not come back. And uh, it it happened one too many times, and it shouldn't happen. I mean, uh, this is my my home. This is mine, and uh, people just should not feel as if it's okay to do, do something like that just because of myself being a woman in the business. I mean, things are a lot better now. I, um, I'd like to think that I've helped some of those challenges for others, for other women. I, I like to empower women and let them know, hey, we can do this. Uh, if you have a passion, go for the dream and just keep going. And don't let anyone else put you in a box and tell you that you can't. And if they do, and when they do, just use that as your fuel to do it anyway.
2: Does it still happen?
0: Um, uh, yeah, it still happens. Um, I would
2: hope not as much as the old as days. Not as much.
0: I I think after a while, when you have your, when you earn your respect, uh, people know to stay away. But um, I have to admit, things have gotten a lot better.
2: Good. Uh, they should by now. And I've
0: I finally came to the realization that you know, for a long time, I always felt like I needed a man on the mat in order for my business to be legit. I. You know within the past couple of years i've come to, to to really realize that i don't need a man on the mat uh i can do i can do just as good a job and people are very welcoming and uh I have plenty of men that come to my school i have plenty of males and uh you know martial arts today is a very large uh children's population and i've always made it where i edu- i've further educated myself uh in school and uh so i can build my knowledge knowledge is power and to make myself more uh marketable as well Mm. so uh yeah i mean my business i I think my best years are my past two years in business
1: would you think that you might think this is ridiculous but i I kind of oh coming out of you
2: no of course not go ahead
1: with the uh return of Cobra Kai to Netflix. <laughs> yes. Was there an increase in business because of that show?
0: I will tell. I, I bet think. You there was. I think yeah. so. I bet I, yeah, you there I, was there's an impact. Absolutely. That's cool. I mean, Cobra Kai is based on the martial arts schools. Right. Of course. All of that is from what really happens, and you know, it's funny is because so you're saying into, it's
1: realistic. Uh,
0: it, it, it happens. That's I mean, cool. some of it's that's pretty you know, cool. But like it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, this. Where show, do you think too. they get the stuff from? Yeah. I mean. The world is full of a lot of different types of people. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, sometimes something in the in, in the training area, it'll happen, and one of my instructors would say, "Oh my God, I saw that on Cobra Kai," <laughs> and it's kind of <laughs> that, funny, but it, it's true, crazy. you know. Yeah. Um. I I mean, I think sometimes they take the acting a little bit, you know, to the next level. But, um, I mean, these are real life situations, you know, when you go into a tournament, and uh, you know, you got that parent yelling from the stands and. You know, just like in soccer or anything else. I mean, yeah, it happens. Um, I think you know, and the kids love that show. Like they loved Karate Kid and everything else. Um, Yeah, and hey, you know what? If they love it, you know, it it, you know helps wake something up in them where you know they'll they want to do martial arts. More power. It's thirty. It's
2: thirty-five years ago, but when you first started martial arts. I'm sure there was someone you wanted to be like or pattern yourself. Was it, was it Bruce Lee? Was it Chuck Norris? Please don't tell me it was Ralph Macchio.
0: No, it definitely wasn't Ralph Macchio. Okay. <laughs> I can't say there was anyone that I wanted to be like other than, my, uh, other than myself. I wanted to just be the best version of myself. Okay. And I wanted to do it different. I wanted to be, I wanted to be really good as far as a martial artist, but I want to be a really good person. Huh. So I've always been uh, the type of person where I'll take the bad and put it to bed, that right. um, I don't feel works, and I take the good and try to you know sp- you know just keep it on that 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 level.
2: Can you give me a percentage? How much of martial arts is mental and how much is physical?
0: You know what? It's all mental. I, you it's know, all mental. I, I feel everything comes from our Interesting. mental Interesting. state.
1: Really uh, okay.
0: you know we can push our bodies I've pushed my body to to a point where uh, beyond and if I didn't have a strong mind that I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have the capability of doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, our minds, you know we can train our bodies. Uh, sure. your body about it's about being healthy and uh, training and making sure that you're also getting the right type of treatment for your body you know uh, physical therapy and and acupuncture and all those treatments that you need to to get to get well um you know we do you know extreme training it damages your body i mean it's like anything else any other athlete
2: so me showing up with my bag of doritos and my no filtered cigarettes (laughs) i'm probably not going to have a very good you know i I
0: will tell you this i mean you won't get through class as well as most i'm sure
2: (laughs) I'm sure you, I would. You're going to
0: be huffing and puffing, I, I and will you're going to feel like crap. But yep. you know, the more you do it, and I feel the m- when I have people that come in that are smokers, and mm-hmm. you know, they're not very healthy. They don't eat well, and mm. once they start to feel and see what it's doing progress, for them, right? Opposed to others in the class, okay, it's a wake up call, okay.
2: okay. And
0: uh, you know, ho- most of them do wake up and uh, yeah. want to live a healthier life style. And, you know, that's, that's really what it's about. It's about the betterment of the person.
2: How much joy do you get out of working with the, uh, the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts? Because I love the fact that you do this.
0: Yes. Um, you know, I did do a trip with them, actually, to New Mexico years ago. Okay. With, the, with kids that are, were getting ready to do their Eagle Scout. And prior to that, you know, I had my opinions, you know, of uh, these clubs and some of the things that go on. And, um, you know, I came to the realization is if you're going to have your child in a club, you you need to stay close, Mm. you know, for their protection and their safety. But what they, the skills that they teach these boys and girls are incredible. I mean, it's life-changing skills that they can survive, you know, if there was any type of catastrophic something in the world, I mean, these boys and girls, they can survive Mm -hmm. on the land. And uh, not only that, it's just really good skill building, their confidence, and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, you know, I know the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, sometimes they get a bad rap for reputation, like, like any of the other organizations that have any type of reputation. But, you know, it's the people. It's the people. And the, the troop that I was involved with that my students today still are a part of, it's a good troop, you know, and they really do right by the children.
2: Who was so, your teacher in the early days? Is there someone that you think back on fondly as, you know, your mentor? My,
0: my, I would like to think of um, my my great grandmaster, um, Chong Kang. He, he was the father of the son that taught me. But it was his love for the, and his passion for the art, the way he loved it, that really sat with me. And monetary, means never really meant anything for him. It was just solely for the love. And he definitely had a big impact on me. Uh you know, he, later on as he got older, his son uh Grandmaster Tyson Kong, he, he was my teacher and still is today. Oh, okay. Um yeah, and um when you fall in love with something or you find that passion that unfortunately few people in this world find. It is the best way you can live your life. Yeah. Because you wake up, I wake up every day. I never feel like I'm going to work. I lo- absolutely love what I do.
2: That's priceless.
0: It is priceless. It is. And the impact that you can make on people's lives mm-hmm. is, is, is awesome. So, you wow. know, I, I love working with the kids, you know, planting the little seeds. And, um, you know, watching them come back in 10, 20 years and just say, hey, you know what? You were the best part of my childhood. How
2: were you affected by the pandemic?
0: Greatly. We were great. I was I greatly so. affected. Uh, yeah. They closed us down. We weren't allowed to operate. Mm. We did everything on Zoom, and we relied within two two days, which was a lot faster than most. Uh, we saw it coming, and um, we you know I made sure that they, we put a game plan together and jumped on it prior. Right. So we didn't wait. Right. And um, but I had half my students that couldn't pay to come, so a majority right. of them were coming for free still. Mm. Uh, we had the online, and um, you know I had to have more people working. I still paid my staff their salary, they still got their benefits um, you know, I put them before myself, uh, which is what an entrepreneur does uh, i wouldn 't have done anything different, uh, but it was really tough, you know, and the government gave us a little bit of money okay, but it was it 's not enough yeah. you know and it will never equal our loss right mm. right but uh, you know, I just continued to put one foot in the front of the other and I Like I said, when you love what you do and that's your passion, you you know, it's, I got to a point where I said to myself, you know what, I can only fix what I can fix. I I only have what I have and, uh, you know, I'm just going to continue to be a good person and be who I am and it'll, it'll fall into play. And it pretty much has. So, people remember yeah. what you did and what you didn't do during the pandemic. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. You know,
0: 60% of martial arts schools in New York State shut down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: 60%. That's, a, That's lot. a large number. That is.
1: You know what's really scary? Davio out there says Daniel LaRusso beat Lamar Latrell from Revenge of the Nerds in the semifinals to get to the finals of the, uh, the tournament in Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> That people, even, even, that pe- that people, people even know this information. Uh, yeah. By the way, I forgot that Lamar Luttrell from Revenge of the right. Nerds was in karate. Right. What is the best karate movie ever made? What is the best karate movie ever made, in your opinion? I've got mine.
0: I mean, the Karate Kid was really good. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it had a good story behind it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm a Bruce Lee fan myself, yeah. but...
1: I'm going with the Last Dragon. That's my favorite. The Last Dragon, dragon yes, that yes. is my favorite. And Actually, I was dragon. just with him this no, Don Wilson. Dragon. Yes,
0: I was just with him this past weekend. Were you really? Yeah, I was at an event, Ocean State Nationals, and Don Wilson was the the, the the superstar guest. Wow! So he he was right next to me the whole weekend.
1: That is great. Yeah,
0: the guy loves to talk.
1: You give him a flip? <laughs> he loves to talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he, that was that was a good one.
1: So people are wondering, hey, you got this this great karate expert in your studio, and where does that hook up with wrestling? Not everything hooks up with wrestling on our show, oh, right? Yes, it's a variety it show. Somehow,
2: in the end? In
1: this particular it case, does. it does. Yeah. Um, yeah, Maggie is the sister of Lee Cole, who's been on the show, and mm-hmm. the uh, sister of Tom Cole, who uh, recently, I guess his anniversary, two-year anniversary of yeah. his uh, passing yeah. was 12th. just in February, right?
0: February
1: 12th. Uh, Tom is most well-known for uh, working in the WWE and was part of something called the uh, Ring Boy Scandals. Um, mm. One of the major black eyes in professional wrestling. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. But, again, nothing out of the normality of life, as you discussed the, you know, I'm not saying Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, but we will have to be very careful of what goes on way before Social media and way after. But anyway, um, we want to kind of get into it with you, right? Because we've we've heard your brother's uh, comments. Uh, He's been on the show twice. We find it's very important that people get to speak out their opinions and uh, have a great dialogue. Lee, we consider a very close friend of the show. He's a good man. Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah. And
1: Lee felt that you being in the studio uh, would give a different insight uh, because we've discussed that you know lee has a, a i don't want to use the word sketchy but he has a, a troubled background and uh people tend not to believe people who maybe run off the straight and narrow so you can't find anybody more straight and narrow than yourself right so uh tell us about your relationship with your two brothers
0: my older brother, Lee, you know, we're, you know, uh, you know, we've, we've got our differences. I mean, I have my, the way I live my life, he lives his life the way he lives his life. I mean, but he is my brother. Um, my brother, Tommy and I, we were very close. I mean, that's my baby brother. And, mm. uh, we mm. were very close and I watched him suffer for a long time at the end, towards the end of his life. Uh, you know, it was traumatic and, and, and it was just catastrophic. How his life ended. Um, you know, we we came from a background that was very we were poverty stricken, and there were there. Were, of course, my mom she was you know she was an alcoholic. She was drunk most of the time or high on drugs, and uh, you know uh, it was very hard growing up in that in that environment. And in that environment, you know, there are times when not times most times that we don't have any parents there sure. we're just at free will and i will say this i don't want to i don't want to say i don't want to name any groups because this is not a group thing mm-hmm. as far as whether it's this group of people or that group of people these are people in the world that they're predators and they look for people who were growing up like us. You know, we're from a broken family. We're we're just teenagers running around on the street, you know, hungry, just trying to find a way to survive. It's survival. And you'll find people who are very good at honing in on that and taking advantage. Uh, I will just say this. I work with children, and I would never and will never ever tolerate anyone in my circle being anything like that. I mean, that person, I mean, I do such a screening, but if that anything ever happened like that, I, I, yeah, it wouldn't be good for that person. Um, you know, a lot of people want to say it's, you know, blame it, WWF, WWE, or this one, that one. I mean, these are people that were allowed to work for an organization and, uh, things happened and, uh, you know, you think if you give somebody a little bit of money and you think if you, you, think if you just say this or, you know, that, that it's going to solve the problem, solve the issue or the damage that it's done to the children. No, it's not. Right. It's not. No. And yeah. my t- three siblings are actually living proof of that. Uh, I had my three siblings pass away, and um, it, it was due to the way we grew up and people who were predators. This is a really big problem in the world today. And, you know, it, it's really easy, I guess, to look away and, and blame someone and put the blame and just, you know, or say it didn't happen. Oh, this didn't happen. They're liars. No one's going to lie and say that they went through something so catastrophic or so terrible because they're lying. I mean, you know, the, the, this is truth. I know what happened to my brother Tommy. I know what he went through. And uh, the people that hurt him know who they are. And they' they have to look at themselves in the mirror, or you know they have to live their life out knowing you know what happened and, and what didn't happen and uh I just want to set the record straight that you know this is a pen this is this is all over the world this is This is something that I find that people of power they take advantage and take what they want. You know, it's almost as if these people use the li- their life like a chessboard, and they just move around the the, the uh, they just move around the parts on the board. As Sounds they- like
2: manipulation.
0: Yeah, but mm. to fulfill their needs, and it's disgusting, and it's at a point now that when I hear people, you know. You know, having these conversations, it did happen, it did happen. How could this person say this? And I'm not just talking about the situation with my brother Tommy. I'm talking about all situations. Mm-hmm. You know, if a, if a woman comes comes forward and says that something happened to her, you know, from a, by, from a boss. A boss, you know, spoke to her or touched her in a, in a way. Or vice versa. It could be a woman to a man. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be uh, just men doing it to women. It's vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, why is there an argument there? You know, why is there an argument there? You know, let's just, you know, talk about it and try to solve the problem. Why is this happening? You know, because this damage, it doesn't go away. You know, we can go to therapy and we can work it out. We can, you know, have all these different types of trauma treatments, but this stuff doesn't go away. It lives with us. And those of us who work it out, we go to therapy, we do what we have to do to be the better us. We we have a better chance, but not everybody has that opportunity. You know, not everybody can afford to go to therapy. Not everybody can, aff- you know, or can be so deeply damaged that that trauma is just too much to even look at. And uh, my brother Tommy did have a brain tumor, a- undiagnosed brain tumor, and um, his his behavior before he passed away, you know. He was very sad. He was very depressed. I would spend hours and hours running back and forth and hours on the phone with him. And, you know, he he was a good guy. He was a fabulous dad. And he loved his kids more than life. Mm. And, uh, you know, to say anything less about him is, is just not okay. Um. The big, the big thing here is that people need to be held accountable, and they need to, to be, to be prosecuted for for what they do. And uh, this blame game, or going back and forth, or putting someone that has been treated in in such a manner, you know, through hell in the court system, as if they have to go through it a second time, is it's not okay. It's just simply not okay. And I've made a promise to my brothers and sisters. Before my brother Tommy passed, he, he had me promise him, you know, tell my story and be fierce. And it's not all about the wrestling, you know, organization. It's about his life mm-hmm. and the way he lived and the way he was taken advantage of because of the way we were failed by the foster care system
1: mm-hmm.
0: and by, you know, the the, the ACS. So it, it, it's much deeper. So I know my brother Lee has a really, he's really angry with that particular organization. And that's, that's, that's for him. You know, that's, that's his right to feel what he wants to feel. He was there more than I was there, you know? I mean, so I, who were we to tell him how to feel?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, can I, can I ask you, what was the story that, uh, Tom told you about what happened. Uh,
2: was Tom sharing with you? Was he able to right. speak to you when these things were happening to him? Did he, you know, or, you or even afterwards? At, at the, what, what
0: I was mean, his you know, side of the story? While it was happening, you know, uh, I'm, for for him it was very embarrassing. You know, so uh, yeah, it was very embarrassing. So he wasn't as forthcoming. I'm his big sister, you right. know. Right. He wasn't as forthcoming with me. But towards the end of his life, he was, and things happened. He made decisions that he made that he wasn't, he wasn't proud of, Um, you know, and there were things that happened to him that, that he found it very hard to live with, you know, um, you know, you're talking about a young man that has, uh, he has children, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, as, as we have children, you know, and they go through their, their teenage years, there's a lot of reflection there as parents. And, um, you know,
1: he, 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 is this just a situation where, you know, you guys, like you said, you grew up in a broken home and he found like, he felt like he found a home within the love wrestling. My right.
0: brother loved wrestling. I mean, from when he was little with the little figures and stuff, he loved it. So for a little boy to love something. And then to have the ability to be, I mean, come on. It's like oh, yeah. a dream come true. Sure, yeah. You know, I mean, let's yep. be real. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and he absolutely loved it. I remember him jumping up on the bed and going, I'm super fly snooker. You know, I remember that as a, <laughs> when he was little. And I was a great fan of wrestling. I used to watch it every single Saturday religiously with friends. Nice. And, um, you know, I mean. Come on. It's like, you know, you take a kid into an ice cream shop that likes ice cream, loves ice cream, he's going to be the happiest kid in the world. You know, that's just the way it is.
2: As things got worse for Tom, though, there, what made him stay?
0: I think, you know, I think in a lot of ways he he was looking, it was much deeper than just the wrestling. I think he was looking for a family-like or maybe a possible... Possibly a, a father figure, mother figure. Okay. I think he was looking for a lot of things, and um, I can't answer. You know, there. They, I can't answer why he stayed. You know, I, I can say that. You know, there's a lot of people who are are abused by people and stay. But wh- and people will say, well, why did you stay? Why did you let him do it? Or why did you let so, her do it?
1: So Maggie, the one the one problem I had, and maybe you could. Cl- I'm not asking for details okay but from speaking to your brother lee and from what i read um the 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 two people that are in question here right are terry garvin um and mel and mel phillips Phillips. from what speaking to your brother and then i asked him the same question and your your brother kind of went around it um Supposedly, Terry had Tom in a room and hit on Tom, just hit on him, right? And again, man to woman, man to man, woman to woman. You're attracted to someone. Understand he's underage, or oh,
2: Tom's a kid, right?
1: Without a problem, Tom's I get that. But he hits on him, and Tom thwarts off the advances and leaves, mm-hmm. right? So understanding that he's hitting on a minor, I get that, and I'm not admonishing that but what i'm Lee trying to said
2: the term slept in the van I'm right shy. he slept in the van I believe but
1: to me said. it was like okay i understand he was maybe offended or shocked and he's a wrestling fan but it seemed a little too much for him to be so upset about this are you telling me that this is more beyond that story
0: it started with mel, mel phillips okay so i mean yeah I mean, uh, Mel Phillips used to come pick up my brother in a suit and uh, give my mom a little bit of money and uh, take my brother. So, I mean, yeah.
1: And your mother, did your mother know what was going on? And I'm not blaming your mother. I'm just asking a question. No, no, I know, question. I know.
0: I mean, listen...
1: I would find it I money, would find maybe? it
0: I would find it very hard to think that she didn't know what was going on. Right. I right. mean, what kind of grown man comes and picks up young boys? Yeah. Yeah. But this is where this is this is this is this is where this is where all the, this is where it all begins. You know, you know what kind of child you you know that it's a broken home. You know these people don't have parents that are I mean, my mother was far from a perfect mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, far from it. And her and I never saw eye to eye. Uh, and um, yeah.
2: <laughs> was she basically just happy to have somebody handing her some money?
0: <laughs> it's a sad thing, but yes.
2: Yeah, that's how it feels from what you said. And these people mm.
0: know that. You know, <laughs> these predators know yeah, who they can predator. go to. Yeah. And that's why they call Oof. it predatory. Um, yeah, and, you know, Oof. I don't know who's going to be watching this tonight or who's going to see this in the future, but, uh, you know, that's why my three siblings aren't here today, Oof. you know, because of this and uh, being brought up like this. I mean, we were all taken – in 1972 or 73, we were all taken back. We were taken away by the forced care system, and but then we were returned. So uh, – you know the forest care system was a story in itself, but um, yeah. So yeah, I don't there's know what is. There's been else.
2: Uh, there's been pictures of the family uh, at WrestleMania. You know, uh, do you guys uh, did you guys feel like that might have been a mistake to uh, go along with that when they were brought to WrestleMania? gratuity, blah blah blah. Was that you know? Something uh, like I
0: have to say, I have to say during that time,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I was tr- trying to keep my head above the water. I hear you. You know, and I I was in school. I I was, you know, working out, you know, trying to become Mm. a champion. Sure. And um, I won't say I was estranged from the family, but I, you know, a lot of the stuff, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've seen lately is news to me. Okay. I had no idea my family sat outside picketing that WWF. I had no idea that even took place. Wow. And, you know, so a lot of this, you know, I was like, wow. So... Um, there was a time that I did go to the headquarters with my brother, Tommy, and he asked me to to be there for him and he's my little brother. I was always there for him. Um, I didn't know the full story, you know, but you know, I just know my little brother was hurting and, and he, he wanted support. So I was there for him. Your feelings
2: when it finally all clicked and you realized everything.
0: You know, towards the end of his life, you know he told me some things and uh, I mean he's my little brother my heart broke for him you know uh.
1: so we all we recently the news we know that the WWE merged with endeavor and this has become a billion dollar company at the head of this snake for this conversation is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Do you blame Vince McMahon for what happened to your
0: brother? I will say this. If I were in a position in an organization and something like that happened, those people would never step foot and would never have anything to do with my organization again. And I would prosecute them to the fullest. That's, that's, that's just what I would do. How um, about
2: the other superstars that were very, very uh, popular at the time when things like this were happening, like a Bruno Martino or a superstar Billy Graham, because the rumors have swirled for years that they were aware of what was going on here. Do you feel like they should have somebody who had some push with Vince McMahon, some pull, should have said something to, to tell Vince what you basically just said, would get rid of these, these this vermin, should Bruno or, Bill, or Billy Graham have said something?
0: I think anyone that knew anything should have said something. Anyone. Well, I'm not going to sit here and say who knew what, because I don't know. I wasn't right. there. Right. But I will say, if, if it were me, I mean, I can't tell you. I mean, yeah, you should have said something. I mean, it's not okay. You know, and it's not okay to go and take these young children from broken homes. And I'm not saying just I'm not talking about the WWE, WWF, whatever it is, Hmm. right now. I'm talking about any organization, any musician. For you to go into these rural areas and perform, like let's say in Poughkeepsie at that center, and for you to to go around and take these young children at the age of 12 and 13. And take them into your world, and uh, do anything to them. That's a criminal. And 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 for you to think for for anyone to think that's okay, you're just using these children as pawns. You're using them at, to your enjoyment as if they're not even people.
2: They just objects. and let's
0: stop yeah. acting like this doesn't happen. It's happening every single day, and it's not just one organization. This is what's happening, and people don't want to look at it. They don't want to believe that. You know. We want to turn away and pretend it's a beautiful world, but it's not. And no. when you watch people kill themselves because of it, 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 it's just, it's its heartbreaking.
2: Do you feel that that was the reason why your brother?
0: I think my brother's brain tumor definitely, definitely had a lot to do with his inability to make rash decisions. But this stuff certainly did not help make his life any easier.
1: Right. Mm. Howard. Do you think do you think at some point um that the conversation should just end? I mean, it certainly ended poorly, um, big issues. Do you think Lee should should let it go, or do you think he should continue on this fight? And how long should this fight go on for, right? Mm. Until the passing of Vince McMahon? <coughs> Excuse I mean, me.
0: I think the problem is much bigger than him. I think this, this problem stems from you know this problem stems from from a much bigger, much bigger than than just it's. This is not this is not something one man made happen. Right. He's not that powerful.
1: <laughs> Agreed.
0: You know this yeah. happened because there were people who that are mentally ill and have issues. Are They have whatever it is. They you know they're predators. And they were just in a position where they could take advantage of their power. So I don't believe one man has, he is to blame for all of this. No. But I will say, if it were me and my organization, these people would have never, ever stepped foot back on the premises, ever. And that goes from the the two gentlemen you mentioned to anyone else involved.
1: Which, by the way, I believe that they worked – Terry Garvin was terminated, and I don't believe that Mel Phillips was an actual employee, right? He was an assistant in some of the arenas. And again, I'm not defending it, but I do think what you're at, your call for action, did happen. Um, but like you said, this is this is a problem that's gone on before. I've been around before. Exactly. You've been around, and it continues to go on. What do you think we could do as a nation to 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 try to put a stop as to? As a this? nation,
0: people need to be held ac- accountable, and there has to be some type of rigorous punishment.
2: Um, Those two guys should have rotted in jail.
0: Yeah, they should have been walking. They, around they the should students. have rotted. Why yeah. did they walk around and, and, I have, and die in their home? I that, have no that, idea. That, that is, that's that, the
1: that, no that, no is idea. that is a so legitimate that's, point. That's the,
0: that's the problem yeah. right there.
1: Yep. Why yep. were
0: they? You know, they should have been put in jail. Yep. Or put yeah. in, in a cage for 23 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, people knew they were guilty of it. And, um, you know, like any other, there are so many other people like this in the world. Why are they free on the street? They
2: would have been very popular in jail, too, for what they did. So, yeah, that's where they belonged.
0: You know, I, I just, agree. it's unfortunate when you're a powerful person mm. and you're a head of an organization or a company. It's always your fault because you are in charge of that organization. You are the figurehead. But then it's like the president, right? If somebody's the president of a company, you're the fault of it. These people are under you, right?
1: What a! But do, do the parents have some sort of? Uh, the
0: parents are absolutely one hundred and ten percent accountable. we are. are
1: we are using, sexualizing yes. our young children on TV on a oh regular my basis God. in commercials. Oh my God. This,
0: is, this is this is this is this is the big problem. So. Now we're sexualizing our children on TV. Women are being sexualized in the ring of of any type of sports. Uh, why are women wearing wearing coach? Why are you wearing a short shirt with your Cleveland showing? Why are you wearing short short shorts? Um, why why do some parents tell the their children that it's cute to to look like that mm. out on the street? No, it, it you're sexualizing and and the TV sexualizes young boys and girls, and you know. You're contributing to the problem. You're feeding the problem. Absolutely, 100%. But I will say this. Parents, we're responsible for our children. Okay? So you can't take a a bad parent can't blame someone else for where you fell short and for what you did or did not do for your child.
1: I just want to read this from BS Express. I am uh, I want you to weigh in on it. He says, I think McMahon knew what was going on a lot more than Joe Paterno did when he was at Penn State. Just my opinion. McMahon got a pass and Joe P's legacy was tarnished.
2: I, I could see somebody s- saying that, feeling that way. I could.
1: I could. Interesting.
2: I mean, I'm not agreeing with it, but I can understand, you know, I'm not disagreeing with it either. I'm pondering it. Maggie,
1: very, very intelligent conversation you you you, you're you're 100 correct in everything you're saying i agree i think there's a lot in this particular situation there seems to be a, a plethora of people that are culpable towards the demise of your your brother um put aside his medical condition um I don't really know what else to say. I think it's important that we keep drudging this stuff up until people get it, because I think uh, people who have fame and fortune seem to get more of a pass than the normal human being, nor that neither one should.
2: What is that, idol worship? How did they get away with that?
1: What do you think?
0: Uh, Their connections. Okay. I mean, let's be real.
2: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Connections, okay. money. I mean, it's not even the money; it's the connections.
2: Obviously, so many negative things have come from this. Because you
0: can have somebody, you can have someone that just, you know, it does a fraction of a crime, and if they're if if they're just, you know, the average Joe Schmoe in the oh, world. Oh, they're going away. They're going yeah. to jail.
2: Oh, sure, I'm sure they are. Yeah.
0: And then you can have. I mean, come on. Well, it, it's all out there. Some of the crimes that have been committed, in and and these people are walking around like they never, you know. Come on. It
2: obviously affected your life. It obviously affected your family. Well, Uh, see, that's the
0: thing, people. That's the thing I want to say. This greatly affected my family in so many ways. And it it really upsets me to hear people talk about it and and people to make their comments as if my brother Tommy was, like, you know, a bad person. Right. Right. But he was a kid He's that just loved a kid. wrestling. Just mm-hmm. a kid. He wanted to watch.
2: Yeah, right. You mm-hmm. know,
0: and 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 he was given a promise. Right. And things happened. Yeah. And uh, it's just a really, really sad, friggin' story. It is. And it ended it even is. sadder.
1: In the position you are, in, in the company that you're running, and everything else, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't think that you were somewhat tainted, considering the situation. Now you're around younger children and you're helping them and all that are you very weary and very concerned or maybe even jump the gun in some cases being that you know
0: i am very intuitive and i have a radar i call it a gift
1: okay and i could
0: i could see it a mile away that is a gift and uh if i ever feel something it's addressed
1: there
2: you go i don't
0: i don't say well maybe i'm just reading into it no it's addressed
1: what positives? Wait, I, I, I don't want to let that one go. I want to because we're almost out of time, and that's uh, okay. you address that, right?
0: Absolutely. I'd uh, I'm assuming you I'd rather be wrong.
1: How does a person People react to you address? So I'm one of your instru- I don't know what the situation, but just call it. I'm one of your workers, and I'm a man, and you have this intuition that something isn't right with me, and you you approach me. What is the reaction of this person to well, you? Well,
0: I'll tell you now that um, I don't have that problem because I don't hire people. I make them myself. Right. If I did, if I did, like, let's just say it. I did. I don't put myself in that position to have that issue. But if I did. Well, let's
1: let say you said you addressed it with someone. So forget about a worker then. Okay. It could be a parent. I don't know. Right. Okay. How is yeah. that conversation go?
0: It's never an easy conversation, but I... I wouldn't sleep at night if I didn't have it. So I'd rather be wrong than not say something. Mm. I'd rather be wrong. Rather I'd rather sorry. hate. I'd rather have you hate me yeah, rather than, than not make sure.
1: I got to tell you, that's a ballsy conversation for you it to is. have.
0: But you know, I, what? I don't even be- know. That's why I'm here.
1: So gotta- I don't be- even know how I would react if someone approached me with that because you felt something about me and you said, "I, I, I don't think I could control myself." Really? Even if I was. Huh. Guilty or not guilty—that doesn't matter. Point is, I, and that's you know a what? shocking Nine times conversation. Nine times out of ten,
0: it's—it it doesn't mean it's a parent. Yeah. You know?
1: Sure. Right. I gotcha.
0: I mean, right. but if I—I've had concerns and I've uh, spoken with parents, and they're very grateful for it. You know, I mean, you know, I know the signs. How how can you know? That's the problem with society. We we ignore it. Yeah. We, we don't want to say anything. Right. We want to pretend, or we're too afraid. But that's a that's a life. That's a child's life that can affect so many other lives because of their. Good stuff.
1: All right, let's promote your organization again. Where can people come to the school of Maggie and learn the high level of karate?
0: (laughs) It's actually Taekwondo, Shotokan karate, but uh, takeholdtkd.com and Albertson, New York. Our phone number is 516 739 7699. And you can call and get a free trial class.
1: I want to thank you for being so candid in this interview. I really appreciate it. Farrell, final question before we go? Yeah, you just said Taekwondo. I thought it was
2: Taekwondo. Is it Taekwondo? It's
1: Taekwondo.
0: taekwondo. Can you believe this? This it's whole taekwondo. My whole life taekwondo. I've been going Taekwondo. Wait a minute. Wait a no, minute. It's a, a common second. mistake. People I, thought, I thought you named
1: it okay, Taekwondo. 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 taekwondo.
0: taekwondo. taekwondo.
1: Taekwondo. Yeah, so that's it's, Taekwondo Cole. It's not taekwondo. taekwondo.
2: It's properly pronounced Taekwondo. taekwondo. I just Very interesting.
1: Just now. Is that your question?
2: That was my question. All right. Well, <laughs> I've been mispronouncing it for 55 years. Oh, I gave away my age. Maggie, Wang, fantastic interview.
1: Yep. Um, again, we love yep. Lee. Lee, if you're out there, thank you for introducing us to Maggie. Fantastic lady. Uh prayers to your brother tom no human being should ever have to go through that um there should not be a chicken hawk out there that does something like that and like i said there's a lot of people responsible for this and maybe maybe with this interview alone some people start to be more oh there'll
2: be plenty of eyes watching this don't you worry the message will get out there pharaoh you've been watching monty and the pharaoh and until next week later